Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I have all these fond memories of going into new experiences with new potential clients and loving the process because. I walked away with cash on hand and usually less than 24 hours after having this meeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember the first time someone told me I was good at selling and I didn't really like it didn't sit right with me. I was like, no, gross. No one wants to be good at selling like that feels like slimy. But when I actually started like unpacking what I was doing with my clients that enabled me to get paid in full, like in purse in front of people before like delivering the final product. I was like, okay, wait, if, if I don't want to say I'm good at selling, that's fine. But what am I actually doing then? Well, I think the cool part is in this episode, we're going to go over a little bit more about how we were able to have those sales conversations without feeling slimy or icky, but also ultimately knowing that it's it's less about selling because you don't have to sell them anything. You're just showcasing the process, telling them about your experience and like having them fall in love with the whole thing. So by the time you actually get to the pitch, like it's a shoe in. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically, this is going to resonate really, really well for you creative service-based business owners, right? Those of you who are hopping on discovery calls, you've maybe you've listened to our last couple episodes and listened to the content that we've been putting out about, you know, getting in front of the right clients and getting in front of a potential client in general. Maybe it's the first time you've done that. And like everyone, the panic sits in on like, okay, cool. I have them on the phone or they're sitting across from me at coffee and I have absolutely no clue what to do. So it typically happens. I've, I know I've, I did this on my very first, I remember it vividly. I was like, I could remember where I was standing in my house. I was on the phone. I remember like where that lead came from. I was like so stressed out and so nervous. And I was on this phone and I just kept talking 
I just kept word vomiting everything about photos and you. So you're you're a nervous talker? A (laughs) hundred percent. And so I just would not stop. And so it was after that conversation where I was like, that made me feel like shit. I want to go throw up now. I'm sure they feel very confused and no money was handed over. So how can I make that different? <laughs> right. No. I Okay. So here's what you ideally want. And here's what I, I'm going to actually promise you that can happen if you do this well. You want to only spend your time having conversations with qualified leads, i.e. they're basically ready to book. They're basically ready to move forward and they just need to be walked through the process. And if you use our double whammy referral engine system, you will only be put in front of qualified leads. If you're doing this with non-qualified leads, it will not be as effective. No. So first, and you'll waste a ton of time. A ton so, of time. So number one... You got to get the qualified leads. Number two, you absolutely have to vet people first. So even if they're qualified, you cannot go into a sales conversation without having some sense of discovery. And this can work for a people in different ways. Like for Emily, I feel like your version of the discovery session was actually the initial shoot. Like it was the going and spending time with the family and understanding more about them. I think as a designer, I needed to know as much as I could about a project before I was going to send a proposal. So my version of discovery was just gathering details. And I usually spent no more than 15 minutes on the phone with someone prior to meeting them, prior to having a sales conversation. And those were two separate conversations. They have to be separate in my mind. Like I can't imagine gathering the details and then trying to turn around and mentally prepare enough to turn around and pitch in the same kind of No, because I made that mistake. So as a photographer, right, what Abby was talking about, my initial conversation of just like, do you want to use me as your photographer? Great. Let's get scheduled. Awesome. At the session is when I learned that I could like, where are you going to hang these? And oh, you want to gift some to grandma? And oh, you just got a new job in this new office. So you definitely need some for your desk. And like educating them about prints and canvases, et cetera. I could do all of that verbally in an hour long session instead of like in a phone conversation. Right. But I tried to do this in, I tried to shorten that process. And in my initial discovery call of like, let's just get booked and see if there's something available. I I would send them an immediate like survey to fill out on, do you prefer like black and white images or color images? And do you prefer eight by tens or canvases? They're not ready for that conversation. They, They are not ready. They have no clue what the those things even are like, you know what an eight by 10 is, but they're like, I don't know. I need to see a black and white versus a color to know which one I, or you tell me which one I should, I don't know. <laughs> so it didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> right. So okay, I guess, I guess you got to be mindful of who it is you're ultimately talking to. Right. I think working B2B or B2C is a little bit different in this scenario because your discovery just has to happen differently. B2B, I think if you get the right, the qualified leads, like I said, if they're pre-qualified before you have the discovery, you're basically just digging for details and you're just like getting the nuts and bolts and they already want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Like 
-hmm. even if they haven't said yes, or even if they're comparing with other people, they come, they're coming to, you know, the meeting, they're coming to the table with, this is in my head what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the same thing with with photography clients in the viewing session. Right. They already know they're leaving that session with something, whether it's one tiny thing or big things or lots of things. They just don't know what it is yet. So it's my job to guide them through that process. Right. So in a discovery conversation, I would I would try to find out, like, what is their goal? What are they trying to accomplish with this thing? Do they have certain deadlines? Are there are they trying to, you know, have this go in a trade show scenario or are they trying to just have these be mailers? I mean, I don't know, design or even copywriting. There's going to be like details like about the campaign. And basically, if you were starting to project manage, pretend you've already booked with them and you're collecting the information to start the project. And the I think the great value here is you're going to quickly find out things about them where you can decide in the moment if you want to proceed, this is not a guaranteed you get a qualified lead and then you press go and then they are definitely going to go to a sales conversation. You have to decide if it's worth it. Right. It's like, you know, the game of life, right? <laughs> you you either like get married and get the person in your car based on how the wheel tells you the information of what you need to do within the game. You listen to what they're saying and it's choose your own adventure. You go down this path if they say this type of answer. And if they say this over here, then it's a different option for them, whether that be what you're providing them, you know, service wise, or that you might not be the right fit for them. Right. So I think functionality wise, like you need to just know, are they someone you want to work with? I'm not saying they have to be perfect because there's plenty of people that we worked with that I wouldn't say I was like pumped by no me. Like, I mean, I was just like, woohoo, like, yay, money. It was more about the money, (laughs) less about who they were, what the project was. So you have to have, and I'm sure that'll change over time. You'll get pickier as you go along. But in the beginning... Like logistically, can you fulfill what they're saying? I think knowing that. And then can you work around their deadlines? Because sometimes people come in with these like crazy unrealistic deadlines where they're like, I need a 10 page website next week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Uh uh-huh. Like, no, that's, I mean, even if it were, even if I had time, like, it'd be very hard to produce a website in two weeks simply because they have to deliver so much to me. Like they have to deliver so much copy, so many assets. And even if I could make the thing, they would have to have all this other stuff organized, which I guarantee you if they're coming in with a deadline like that, like, no. So you're vetting people and you're deciding, do you want to move forward? But I'm assuming for you, how did you decide if they got to move forward? I mean, they always move forward. A lot of people did. So my kind of like qualifying stance, and, and I, I just heard this in, in their how they responded. I, and you guys have heard me say this before, but I was a very niche lifestyle photographer. That's how I shot. I was really, really crappy at posing people where it looked natural and good because poses are awkward. And so that's not everyone's jam. Like documentary lifestyle is not everyone's jam. And so when I would be in that kind of initial phone call where I would say, you know, most of the pictures you're going to get back, not everyone's going to be looking at the camera. 
There might be a blurry hand because it's your kid running around the park. It might be just like your real laughter and you're not going to be angled at the camera or pose. If that's not where you're looking for, that's not what I'm going to give you. Right. So. So you're kind of just like weeding out the people that don't want that. And so they're not ultimately disappointed. In front of the arbor with their white button ups and denim all posed. They knew like that's not what it is. What is it, nineteen ninety five again? <laughs> People still do that. I'm searching for a photographer. We're going to Myrtle Beach at the end of June and we're getting family photos taken. And girlfriend, if you are a Myrtle Beach photographer, please DM me if you are decent. <laughs> At this this day, I'm just asking for decent. (laughs) At this day, oh man, that's funny. It might be cheaper to just fly your friend and just say, come with us on vacation. Well, okay. So you go in and what you're doing here is you want to ultimately leave your discovery session either on the phone or like Emily's saying, that initial shoot, you want to leave that meeting or that kind of conversation with all the assets so that you can move forward with a sale. So for me, I think a lot of people, copywriting design, other people in the kind of creative space, you go into like, let's go to coffee. And like people assume it's just to get together, get to know you, whatever. I do not have time for that. Like I don't have time to waste it on selling the wrong people on me yeah. when like you either like me or not. Right. Exactly. Better bring your checkbook. So I never even got to the in-person meeting unless A, they were qualified. B, we went through the discovery session and I had a clear understanding of what they needed. And C, I could come into the sales conversation ready with a proposal, ready to talk about the solution. Mm-hmm. 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 And then if you're there, then we can talk about the pitch. So for you, I'm sure it was you're getting all those details in that shoot, right? Yeah. So what I was doing, and I've talked about this in a in a blog post where I went in really, really deep detail on how to create this VIP experience. But you know, there there are shoot and burn photographers and then there's the VIP experience. You can make far more money offering the latter version of that. And it's truly a much more fulfilling process, right? But so what I was doing inside the session is I was seeding those opportunities for our future session where they would be spending more money. I was saying, oh, remember you said that you felt like your dining room wall was really blank. So I think it would be really cool to have like this gallery wall feature there. So let's make sure that we nail one really good shot of all of the family that you're in love with, because that one's going to be like 30 by 24 and it's going to look awesome. So once I nailed that shot, I would show her, hey, this is that picture we're going to print for that canvas. Like I'm saying the words over and over and over again. So it just seeds the opportunity of what's going to come when I'm presenting her options. And I'm like, remember when we talked about this, that's the picture we got here. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You're priming them for the sale in advance. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart.
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial so often we think that these like discovery the discovery process and then the ultimate sales conversation has to be a we have to like talk all the time to talk about us and like talk about what we do and talk about how we can serve them yes like there is an element of that like yes you have to tell them what you're going to do for them and try to sell them on that but you're supposed to spend like 90% of the time asking them questions. You only know what to tell them. Like ev everyone always like gets kind of like put off guard a little bit when I say I love telling people what to do. Like I love that is truly my lifeblood that if that is my middle name, I could legally change. Emily loves telling people what to do. Williams like that is my jam. 
I only love telling you what to do when I know exactly what you need to do after I've listened to you talk about what you need to do. Like you just need to be told it in a way that you are not hearing yourself come to realize, right? And it's with anything, whether it be what you actually need service-wise, right? Like you need a website, you need this brand, you need this, I'm seeing it. But I know that because you've talked about what's missing in your business and I know what I can come in and provide or you're needing this experience with your family, right? Let me talk about that. Or you, your grandma just died and you realize you hadn't got a picture of X, Y, right? So I'm like fulfilling the things that you're telling me that you need. So I'm not inventing it. This is nothing new. I can only know how to do that after listening to you. Yeah. And this is, it's the little elements that make all the difference in the world. Like you could come in and attempt to cookie cutter the sales conversation and you butcher the whole thing. Or you could be a really good listener for maybe 20 minutes of the whole beginning part of the process and come back and sound like you are BFFs and you've known each other for a decade because you're the first person in a long time to pay attention. Yep. You know, those times when you feel like, oh my gosh, she's, she reads my mind, right? And you're shaking your head up and down, whether you're reading a book, a sales page, or you're having a conversation with someone or on a webinar or listening to a podcast or whatever, right? And you're having those moments. It's, it's because that person is doing that with you. They are reiterating your feelings and your needs back to you. So you feel heard at the end of every day. The only thing a human wants is to feel heard and seen. And, and if that's ultimately, I feel like what our job is as service providers, no matter what it is that you're actually providing, I could give a shit what you're actually delivering. But if you are letting your client be seen and heard and fulfilling that need with something like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can only imagine how special I would feel if I had said something along the lines of, you know, I, I'm so excited to capture this moment because I'm not sure my grandmother's going to make it to my wedding or something like that. Like if you remember that and then bring it up again, like I would be in tears because a, you remembered something that really only matters to me. It doesn't matter to anyone else. And it's very personal and it's very specific. And so, I mean, this isn't about like memorizing their life or even cyber stalkering them. Like, I'm not suggesting you go out and like research them online and find out but all don't these other bring things. Up their dead grandma, if they didn't bring it up, like, no. don't be a weirdo. <laughs> no. But if you can like really truly get to know someone, even in a short space, like, in all essence, like just play the game of 21 questions. They tell you something instead of respond. Like you can say a statement back, like don't be like an awkward person. Like Mm -hmm. you have to have a conversation, but like, instead of all of a sudden kind of telling your version of the same question, because I think that's how normal conversations go. You talk, you may ask a question, they say something and you're like, oh, and it's really, you're just priming yourself to talk about you, which that sucks. Like, why do we do this <laughs> as humans? But if instead you asked a question, listened, maybe said something very small or like acknowledging that, but then taking that and turning it into a new question, like you, you're digging deeper. Yeah. Well, and I think like 
truly, if you if you follow this, and and we'll outline the actual method that we're going in much more detail in, in some content that's coming out soon for you guys. If you if you literally follow this, it takes the selling out of whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, it takes the ickiness out. It it's a human having a conversation with another human. And it gets us back to our roots of why we're even doing the thing that we're doing in the first place. And I think so many of us get let ourselves get so frazzled about, oh, like I have to have this many discovery calls to show my worth and then get these clients and then move them in the door. And I just like, I just want you to go back to having conversations. Like that's it. Right. It's not, I mean, sure. I mean, conversions are great. And knowing your numbers are great, but ultimately the more qualified they are when they come in, like the faster this is going to happen. And the more you're doing the work on the front end, the, like the easier every other part of the process is. So you get to here and instead of feeling like, like Emily was on the phone, like word vomiting at them, all the things you think you should be saying, what all you do is because this thing happened in a separate occasion, you're going to come back. They're going to forget they told you all these things, by the way. And you're going to have an opportunity to retell their words to them. This is what I heard you say. This is what I heard you wanted. And you're not necessarily saying, this is what I heard you wanted, X, Y, Z. You're just like reiterating it. And in whatever, like in the whatever way you can, mimicking their behavior along the way. So if if they were like in the scenario we're using where there's a, either a dead grandma or a grandma dying or whatever, <laughs> like if they're, solemn, if they're solemn and like sad right. or like, and it's kind of a precious moment. Like you're not going to be like, and I'm so excited to get a print for your grandma. That's almost dead. (laughs) You're going to mimic their kind of energy. So if they're like so pumped that their product's about to get into whole foods and they're like wanting packaging and their energy is really high and they're talking really fast. Like if you can mimic that same excitement back to them and say, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see your products on shelves. I have this vision for what it could look like. I totally get what you're saying with this. I'm ready to get started. This is the process and you're walking them through and you're you're feel you're on the same level, then they're going to be so much more comfortable because you have to align with this person. Like yes, they have to trust you, but ultimately you have to like get on the same page and stay on the same page. Yep. I want to go through and I want to just highlight like the individual steps in order because there is a very specific order that you guys do should do these in. And we tackle these a lot more in over on our blog. You can find at bossproject.com slash blog. There's some amazing content just for you guys, service-based business owners coming out right now and over on our YouTube channel. So what we're talking about right now is the pitch method, right? So we're taking the sleaze out of selling and you're going to pitch yourself. And this is the thing 100% the order of this method is what we followed to get checks written right in front of our eyeballs right there, not having to invoice, skipping invoicing. Didn't have to 
didn't have to wait. You know that feeling after you have the conversation, you're like, okay, I think that went really well. And then you go home and you sit and it's like crickets in your inbox. And then you have to do the awkward follow-up. And then you have to feel like you have to have that conversation again. We're like skipping all of that funk. Cause like that is the stuff that brings us down. Like me that like takes my creative energy away. So trust me, if you're following this pitch method, like your next session is going to go amazing. Okay. So prove that what you have is what they need pretty self-explanatory. You've got the goods, do it. Iterate their words back to them. That's what Abby was just talking about. Talk them through your process. What the French shows is going to be happening when they work with you. Clarify the contract and next steps. You're doing this in the meeting. Don't make, this is the crucial like turning point. Some of you like will do steps one, two, and three, and then you stop. Like the conversation yeah. over. You're like, and then you schedule another call. I'll send you a proposal and we'll talk okay, about bye. it later. No. Sit you on are, that. You already know what you're going to sell them at this point because you had all the other steps. So you can clarify the what's going to happen. The contract could be a whole bunch of things. Like for Emily, it could have been, I'm going to go over my packages and spend some time with you. For me, it could have been like, they had a very specific design project. And so I came to the table with a proposal for their specific project. If I have my own kind of set of things that I do with people come with the table with that. Or if it's like you're developing content, like know your process. It doesn't matter. The contract is ultimately what are, where is the exchange happening? They're paying you money for what? But you're going over that. And this is where you get very clear on expectations. This is where you're setting the tone because if you do that, if you skip that here, this is when you can have like client communication breakdown later. This is where delays can happen later. This is where like annoying follow-ups happen. Like if you don't get clear here. This is, that's how cranky clients are made is when this isn't clear. So then you know, the fun part is saying the price and shutting your mouth. <laughs> that's the uncomfortable silence that might follow after you say the price. But I guarantee you, if you take it, A, if you follow this pitch method, first of all, and then follow it up with shutting your trap after saying the price, and then another trick that we used and it was just used on us a couple weeks ago and it worked. So I know this is something that is still working because it makes the people feel heard and feel part of the process. When you say words like, okay, so like when we have our call next week, when we get started on this process, okay, so when I deliver you my first revision in two weeks, like, and when you see like the, the first page of this website, okay, when that canvas is hanging in your dining room and you're flipping through this album, you're saying sentences that assume they're going to buy those things. Yeah. That assume they're going to like do all of those things as a client with you. Every good salesperson in the world, and I don't care what your feeling is about selling, selling, you have to get over it. Like period, end of story. You want to be good at selling. And honestly, you probably are. You just don't realize it. You're applying it in other areas of your life. You're convincing your husband you have to go to Target for the fifth time this week. And then you <laughs> want to go to the movies and go to the specific fast food restaurant on your way home. You've done it. You can sell it. So apply the same manipulative <laughs> sometimes traits and the way you're having other conversations to this. And it's when I say manipulative, like we're not forcing people to do things they don't want to do. 
we're walking them through clarifying and like allowing them to take this next step the easiest way possible. Yep. Like we're preventing yep. roadblocks. Yep. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of stuff that can throw kinks in this plan. We touched on the first one. If you aren't actually sitting in front of qualified leads, this isn't going to work as smoothly as it worked for us because we made sure we were doing that vetting process on the front end. But I can pretty much guarantee you that if you utilize this method and actually talk about it like it's going to happen, believe that it's going to happen, you're going to not only feel better, but you're going to land clients faster and they're going to love you for it. So do it. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't but, have anything else to say to you guys. Like it's really, truly this simple. You're overcomplicating it. You are capable of doing this well. And I know you're ready for more. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.